Mindset growth, my goodness, it is a buzzword. It's also a topic that I just think is really frustrating if you can't quite picture and imagine yourself applying it. We've talked about growing pains last time with Tricia Lewis. But in this conversation today, where we're going to be making the conversations with yourself count, oh my goodness, Rob Cressy really explains it from a truly personal experience. So I know that you're going to be able to imagine making a change for yourself. What's new, Wendy Wu? Well, we've got living proof that the power of conversation can seriously change lives for the better. The conversation that we had with Veronica Franklin Gould about our brain health and how we can really influence people through conversation and art and dance and music. Well, music really did make a difference in my mother-in-law's life. And we talked about it in our Carry On The Conversation, which is our bonus content. You're only going to get that bonus content if you follow the show. So go hit follow, subscribe, whatever it is that they call it on your platform. But never miss an important conversation that could count for you. Let's get to the conversation with Rob Cressy about making conversations with yourself count. I was only sort of having this conversation earlier today that growth mindset feels like growing pain sometimes because it's painful, isn't it, to grow, to reach outside of our boundaries, uh, to do something different. Like for me, telemarketing training, conversations, sales, all of that. Yet podcasting has been a completely new thing to learn out of my comfort zone. So many things has taken me the year to get around to adopting habitually. And I've got 30 odd years experience of being an expert, which is really hard to kind of take that balance of being really comfortable with being great to, I don't know what I'm doing. But nothing great ever came from your comfort zone. It's why by design, we slash I seek out discomfort in the name of growth, because you know, the thing is, you know, discomfort is on the horizon, whether it is growth mindset, growth, or things that happen in life discomfort, which the world has been acutely aware of for forever, but certainly in the last few years. So when you understand from a vision perspective that uh, discomfort and challenge is always going to be part of life. Well, wouldn't it make sense to become somebody who gets comfortable being uncomfortable so that you can maximize your growth or be in charge of the perspective and the lens for how you see these challenges in front of you? Yeah, it's that awareness, isn't it? That you can recognize the pain or the signals that your body or your mind gives you as exactly that, just signals to stop and go, oh, now is this going to hurt me or is this going to help me? Exactly. I don't say this often to guests, but 
I do have a rummage around on your socials and I do have a rummage around on your websites and things like that. And I went to robcressy.com and I loved what I saw. Describe Rob. And there's some keywords there. I'm not going to read them out because listeners can go and find it themselves. But the bit that I wanted to point out to you most was Rob's day. And it kind of links with your morning routine guide that I know that you've got as a resource for everybody. And you've got these sort of like wheel of your day split into four things. Sleep, so important. The Rob time, which is dynamically all of that athleticism that you've already sort of touched on. Family, so of course the lovely wife the dog. But hang on, this is my question. How did tennis get into the family section? Ah, great question, because I wanted to spend time with my wife. And uh, during the pandemic, we're doing things outside more. And we actually spent a few months in Florida. And one of the things that my wife and I can both do together is play tennis athletically. She likes to run and I like to run, but she's also she was also pregnant for a good chunk of time. So one of the things that we could do together is play tennis. So while that is an athletic thing, uh, it's actually a way that I spend time with my wife. So at any point, if she's like, do you want to go play tennis? I'll say yes, because that's my way of spending time with her. It's a mutual thing that we both have. I love that. And of course, I bet even if you run, you run at different paces. So it's not even then like you're really running together, are you? Exactly. So I'm always trying to look into different ways. And even on the running side of things, I stopped running for a time and I, I'll just run with her. Whatever her pace is, is going to be fine with me. So uh, I can remove the story that I need to run at a certain speed and I can just run. I love that. And of course, the final section on your your wheel is work. And it was interesting that the lead topic was podcasts. Here's something that I missed from our first chat was just how involved with podcasting you are. So what got you into the podcasting world? Someone once said to me, and this is the very beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. I had left my corporate job and went all in it, making my dreams happen. I'm making no revenue. I've got no relationships. I got no website. I've got nothing. And someone said, Rob, if you ever hope to get paid to do what you love, you better be doing it already. And at the time, my dream was to work in sports and be creative. So I'm like, all right, how do you get paid to work in sports? And I'm like, well, you should probably host a podcast and teach yourself how to be a host. And you should probably learn audio and video editing. And you should probably learn social media marketing and brand building. So for me, uh, I saw my dreams on the other side of podcasting, because I think one of the things that people fail to realize when uh, you create your dreams, you chase your dreams is that you think that you're going to the top of a mountain to plant a flag in. But in actuality, and I had to learn this the hard way, is that a dream is the day-to-day process and the journey of making the dream happen. So if I wanted to get paid to work in sports, the best thing that I could do is talk about sports because that's actually the thing that I want to do. 
Whether someone pays me or not, hey, that's the next level of making all of this different stuff happen. But no one is ever going to pay someone to talk about sports for a living who's not currently talking about sports for a living. So therefore, I was like, all right, I'm going to teach myself podcasting. And a crazy thing happened after publishing thousands of episodes just for myself, just interviewing people like you're doing here, whether it's sports or mindset or anything. I used it as a platform and I realized podcasting unlocked an entire world for me. One, build new relationships. So remember, I'm at zero. So how do I start building credibility and awareness and get people to know who I am, that I'm actually great at the things that I do? Boom. Let me have them come on a podcast with me. And it was such a beautiful concept because you know what? Most people, one, don't have a podcast, but two, never ask anybody to be on a podcast. So if you think about how you can build a relationship, I could send you an email, Wendy, and be like, Wendy, you're awesome. I want to jump on a call with you and do business. But once you get up to the higher levels, the CMOs, the CEOs, the founders of the world, they get a million emails. That doesn't stand out saying, I want to jump on a call. But you know what does stand out? When you say, hey, Wendy, you're pretty amazing. Would love to jump on a podcast with you and talk about insert X, Y, and Z. So there's going to be a few different types of people that you're going to run into then. One, the people who do this already, who will say, I gladly do this. Number two, the people who don't get asked this, who say, holy spokes, I would love to come on a podcast to talk with you. So me automatically by design, this is something that you can then use as a relationship building tool. So then when you publish a podcast, I have an amazing guest on. They send that out to their audience from a promotion standpoint. They're like, who's this Rob person? Rob and John are pretty amazing. Wow, Rob must be amazing. And then I send it out to my audience and it's like, oh, here is John. Holy smokes, you got John on the podcast? Whoa, Rob must be pretty amazing too. Boom, and then you just completely rinse and repeat that. And on top of that, you get better at what it is that you want to get paid to do. So after doing one episode, 20, 50, 100, 200, 300, 500, 1,000 of these, all of a sudden, people started to say, Rob, can you teach me how to launch a podcast? And I was like, sure. And after enough people said that, like tens and tens and tens of people, I said, well, I'm just going to create a course and then I'm going to create a coaching program that helps people easily launch a podcast. Because I had to teach myself. I had no experience. I knew nothing about this. It's very laborious and clunky. Well, guess what? Do it for a decade. And all of a sudden, I could literally launch a podcast in an hour now. Boom. That's what people pay me for. What I love about that is that you're literally talking your walk. That's what podcasting does, isn't it? You know, they say you've got to walk your talk. But actually, podcasting allows that audio to do it for you. And to, yeah, like you say, connect with people that it's when my reviews come in on the show and they go, oh, I love it. And I'm looking to see who it is and haven't got a clue who they are. They're complete strangers to me. And I'm like, great. It's not my uncle or my aunt or my, you know, my dog (laughs) saying these things about the show. It is a great tool. It's my guilty pleasure because I get to speak to amazing people like yourself. And I think, you know, you've written a short blog. For us, and you quote how an average CEO reads 60 books a year, and you were not reading any. And immediately, I was thinking about Brad Sugars saying, Read a book a week. 
And that was one of the mantras and rituals that he has is read a book a week. And of course, all of that knowledge and experience starts to build and you become a little bit more focused, laser focused in what it is that you want to read. So you can really start to sort of niche down. What's your favorite all-time business book that you would recommend, Rob? The number one book I would recommend is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And it's a book about Stoic philosophy on overcoming obstacles and adversity. So I read this early on in my entrepreneurial journey because I knew that success or what it is that I was creating was not going to be a linear path. It was going to look more like a roller coaster. So uh, similar to what we talked about at the beginning, I decided to specialize in being someone who specializes in adversity because I knew that the number one thing that would stop me from accomplishing my dreams was quitting. And the reason you would quit is because it got too hard or it's challenging or there's adversity in my way. And and early on, and of course, I've matured over the decade of being uh, a growth mindset person, but you would just hear about the people who just stopped and gave up. And I was like, I never want to relate to that. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I am not that person. I want my belief to be so strong. So therefore, I am going to specialize and get uncomfortable being uncomfortable. And the obstacles, the way essentially uh, shares a mindset and a philosophy and a way of being for how to see obstacles. And it is such a beautiful thing. And I actually use the word beauty as it relates to challenges because you can have a wall in front of you. And some people will be like, there's a wall in front of me. I'm leaving. I'm done. But this book essentially says you will find a way over, under, around, through. And we can choose the lens in which we uh, see the world or obstacles. Because when you eventually get through and over this obstacle, it will then be a positive for you. And if you think about your journey as a series of obstacles that Success isn't going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable. So by design, these are parts of the process. So if we know challenges are going to be parts of the process, then why not look forward to them or not frame them negatively? Because ultimately, and you may not see this the first day, week, year, or three years, but eventually you're going to look back in that and be like, man, that was a blessing for me. I think you're right, because it's like the reference to the summit and putting the flag in you know, having a wall in front of you, the easiest way is to get people to help you, isn't it? And sort of build a human chain to get over the wall. I've seen that in like Krypton Factor and, and things like that. And also by Janet Morris, she landed on the bar and immediately stepped forward and started to climb. So that's uh, excellent stuff from Janet Morris. Jackie Hart down the fireman's pole and he's gone well clear in second place now. You get over the wall, <laughs> there's going to be a bigger wall waiting. <laughs> so like the mountain and the flag, you kind of need a rucksack full of flags to go, right. So it's kind of that one big goal and just put them down into lots of littler goals so that you actually recognize that achievement at every step of that way. Yeah. And imagine if you lived your day like this every single day. So philosophically for me, every day is the best day of my life. Why? Because that's the perspective and lens and the story that I choose to tell myself because we can't do anything about the past and we cannot predict the future. 
So all we have is the present moment. And imagine what your life would be like if every single day you spoke to yourself, today's the best day of my life. Well, I host a podcast called Best Year Ever. Consistency can be easy. This is an insight I just had while laying in the grass. On my end, what I like to do is use experiences in growth games. So what I did is I went ahead and I created the 21-day Grounding to the Earth Challenge. And it's such a simple concept. How do you create your best year ever? You create your best month ever, week ever, day ever, hour ever, moment ever. Creating your best year ever is actually just a perspective in way that you show up in the world every single day. So the same thing that you said of planting your flags just one at a time to this larger goal that you have. Well, imagine if that's just on a day-by-day, moment-to-moment basis where you say, hey, what can I do right in this moment right now to have an awesome moment? Boom, plant that flag. So I'm planting flags nonstop all day. Rob, your energy's so good. Where does this come from? It's amazing because I'm living the best life ever because I'm constantly planting flags of the things I love to do. And isn't it true that you actually reinvigorate yourself the more that you're filling yourself up? Crazy how that works. Isn't it? (laughs) It's not a secret either, is it? It's one of those things that can be a a bit of a mind-blowing concept to grasp. Most people have a go at it and they, they feel a change. They feel a shift and they go, oh, that worked then. But maintaining that, I think the perception is that it takes a lot of energy and effort to do, but in actual fact, it takes the least amount of effort. Imagine the perspective that everything you just said can and is both easy and fun. Is that possible that it can be easy and fun for you to have every single day of your life be the best day of your life? Yes, it is possible. And how in the world is it? Because everything that we are talking about here is not hard because it is just a series of micro at a time. One, 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 one thing, one thing. It's about being intentional and being purposeful about the things that you do. So for example, you mentioned the thing about reading a book. All right, well, we're going to read a book that is going to grow us. So I like to read entrepreneurship, creativity, leadership, marketing, you name it. Boom. So you're doing something that you enjoy and it builds you. Am I waking up in the morning being like, oh my God, I got to read for 30 minutes. (laughs) I'm waking up and it's the first thing that I do and I'm looking forward to it. Like legitimately, sometimes I have to be like, I really wish I could just keep reading this. Oh, I could. I would like to continue to read this book for the rest of the day instead of work or do anything because these books become so good because you catch that air quotes bug where you're like, this is so good. And you can see the perspectives and you're learning something where all of a sudden your world goes from black and white to color when you're reading this book. And you're like, oh my God, this is just so good. And you just continually rinse and repeat it. And I think the challenge most people have is the lack of consistency. So there's another great book recommendation called The Power of Consistency by Weldon Long. And what it says is most people don't spend enough time 
being aware and staying with their dreams. So Wendy, they may, Oh, I dream of this, or it would take the best day or best year ever concept. They may live it for one or two days or think about it, but what is your process every single day to be consistent at your awareness of designing yourself and your story and your actions to creating your best day ever, every single day. Well, it's not hard because all you have to do is say, all right, set a timer for 30 minutes. And what I want you to do is to design what it looks like in the morning for you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're to close your eyes and say, what is my ideal day look like? What are those things that I do from what time do I wake up to what do I read or consume to is there fitness or what am I eating or who am I talking to? And just being very intentional about these buckets, the most important buckets of your life. So for me, I've got categories of health, wealth, love, and happiness. Boom. I can just look at my day every single day and say, what's my wealth, health, love, and happiness. And I design from that place. and. Uh, One of the quotes that I love, and this is both for podcasting as well as life in general, uncertainty leads to inaction. When you don't know what to do next, you don't know what to do, so you're not going to do anything. So by design, let's design how to create your best day, which, oh, by the way, remember how we said this is going to be fun? You get to design what it is your best day looks like. So now you're like, all right, well, I'm going to design what my best day looks like. And instead of trying to duplicate what Rob does, how about we just start with one thing? Because one of the things that people miss about growth is you don't need to take a hundred steps. I just need you to go from zero to one. So let's design one thing. Hey, you're not reading yet. Cool. Let's add reading to your day. Boom. Just give me 10 pages. I don't care what about three pages, one page. Just give me one thing. And then do that for a week. And you're like, hey, that wasn't too hard. All right, maybe I'll add a few more pages. Cool. Well, what's the next thing you want to do? Love to work on my fitness. Cool. Let's do 10 jumping jacks. And then the next thing you know, you just start stacking one after another, after another, after another. And they're easy, simple things. And when you take the perspective that this can be easy and it can be fun because you can design it, your entire life will change. Because remember, I started at zero. So if somehow anyone listening or watching to this thinks that I'm different, I am not. I started at zero, which may actually be below where you are right now. I think there's two key words that come from what you've just said there, Rob, isn't it? Is that we have choices. So make a choice and give yourself permission that it's okay to have picked that choice. And then if that doesn't work, to change that choice. 100%. And I think a relationship with giving yourself permission is storytelling 101, or I guess self-storytelling 101. And I'm preaching from my own experience because how many times do we tell ourselves a story that does not serve us? We We should all over ourselves, or I need to, or a lack of enoughness, or there's a reason, but sometimes you just need to say, you know what? It's okay to wake up and not check your email or Slack first thing in the morning. Like, it's okay to not open your phone for an hour. So you can make the choice to not do that and give yourself permission to invest in yourself first. Crazy concept. Like, 
this is the thing that was the game changer of all game changers, which I'm, which is why I'm so adamant about my morning routine is because at no point in the history of the world has more things been thrown at us from an attention standpoint ever. The amount of information that is overloaded is not only thrown at us, it is designed to us to keep us captured on the attention. That's what algorithms are. When you open your phone, it says, we want you to stay where we are. The smartest people in the world and the biggest companies with the most amount of money spend all their time saying, how can I keep you on my platform, aka away from what you want to create onto what we want to do, and that's make dollars. So I'm acutely aware that this is the world that we live in. The second you turn on the news, it's going to be fear and negativity right at you. So I'm like, this is always going to be there. At any point, you can turn this on. So how about we start our day by being in control of how we start our day? Because how you start your day will dictate how the rest of it goes. So I always like to give the example of someone who wakes up, jumps on their phone, checks email, turns on the news versus someone who wakes up and says, today is going to be a great day, brushes their teeth and says three things I'm grateful for, and then reads for 30 minutes. Who do you think is going to have their best day every single day? And then rinse and repeat that for a decade. What sort of result difference do you think will happen? I really don't know, Rob. That's a really tough question. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing, isn't it? That sometimes it is so obvious. We know this stuff and we don't put it into action. Without the action, nothing changes. But why? So I'll ask you this because I've given up pushing the rock uphill. So my purpose in life is to be a positive force for good that leads others to what's possible. You don't need to do anything that Rob does, but I will share with you what I do to help you on your journey to create the roadmap or to show you what's possible. Once again, Rob was at zero. So if Rob can do it, anybody can do it. So these things are all simple and we know them. And you may even be inspired for a little bit after this podcast, but then tomorrow morning happens. And boom, we're back to the way that things were. Why is that? I'm curious from your perspective, why do you think people don't take immediate action? That have you ever heard something or experienced something that has changed your life in an instant? Aside from giving birth to my children, which a first child, obviously being childless to having being a mother, was um, an incredible tidal wave of emotions because I knew my life had changed. Um, Similarly, going back to the very beginning of the conversation, losing my dad, who was my best friend, changed everything in an instant. I didn't know how it was going to shape up afterwards. And the other challenge I think we have is that unless it's life or death, we kind of a little bit normalized to, uh, it's slightly to just, it's just that, that's the way it is. Okay. I love what you just said. So number one, unless it's life or death, but here's the thing. Do you want to get to the end of the road where you're looking at death and saying, oh my God, I did not take the action to live my dreams or do the things that I want to do where 
we all have the awareness and perspective that we are going to die and it's just part of life. So I am so aware of what the end of this road looks like for me. And people often ask, Rob, what was the moment like when you decided to leave your well-paying corporate job that you did not like to go all in and make zero dollars to being an entrepreneur? And for me, it was the easiest decision in the world because I did not want to live the rest of my life asking what if dot, dot, dot. I did not want to live with regret. And if you fast forward to the end of the road for you, imagine the regret you would have if you looked back and said, oh my God, I spent all my time surfing on Instagram instead of insert X, Y, and Z. And then here's the second thing you said that uh, I want to point out. So with both the having a child as well as uh, the unfortunate somebody passes, all of that changes in an instant. And here's the thing that I want everyone to realize. Change happens in an instant. So right now, you listening or watching can choose to change in this moment. And the best analogy of this is someone who is smoking, who says, I want to quit smoking. And they try and try until they finally say, I am done. Boom. They crumble up that pack and they throw it in the trash. And in that moment, boom, that's when change happens. And when you understand that change can happen at any point and you're in charge of it. So you can change your life right this second. And when, once you do it once, it is like you unlock a whole new level to yourself. You're like, wait a second, I can change myself whenever I want. Well, what are the areas where I want to change myself? And how about I just continually change myself in the best way possible? So for me, this is growth mindset 101 is you have the awareness that you can change whenever you want. It's that being relentless about yourself, isn't it? In pursuing those aspects that that you wanted to achieve in your life. And I think sometimes change happens subtly as well. It doesn't have to be such a Hollywood moment. It can be. It can can be both. And it could be a Hollywood moment. Or uh, I'll give you an example of a change that happened to me recently that actually changed my life for the rest of my life. Amazing. I was on the receiving end of some coaching. And I was saying to my coach, I was like, for the last decade, I have not stopped thinking about my entrepreneurial journey and what it is that I'm creating every single day, nonstop. There's just like this loop in my head. And I was like, I'm just always thinking about this. And I was like, I don't want to always be thinking about this. And he was like, Rob, as you grow, your potential grows. So by design, you're always going to be thinking about this forever. So you can either choose to be a victim or you can choose to be at peace with this. And I sat there and I was like, that actually makes sense. I was like, of course, if I keep getting better, I'm doing things I've never done before. So therefore, my mind's always going to think about it. So let's not take the victim mentality that, oh, my God, why am I always thinking about this? Just say, hey. I'm aware that I'm thinking about this, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I'm at peace with this. And it's bizarre because last week, uh, listeners will have heard me talking with Trisha Lewis and this comes up, how when you are a business owner, you don't clock in and clock out. It is intrinsically part of you. 
So, you know, you, you have to own that in a positive light. Yes. So here's the next thing that happened. Of all the declarations and things that I do to create myself and own the story that I have for myself, somehow peace was a word that I'd never used. It just wasn't part of my vocabulary. So I forgave myself and I lifted the invisible anvil off my chest. And I was like, oh man, I feel great. I gave myself peace about this. But then I was like, wait a second. If I can give myself peace as it relates to always thinking about the things that I'm creating, can't I give myself peace about everything? And he's like, yes. I was like, oh my God, you can just choose peace. He's like, yes. I was like, I want to create a declaration about this. He's like, all right, what do you got? And I'm like, on the spot, I'm like, all right, all right. I'm like, I am that I am at peace with everything. And he's like, home run. And in an instant, it took 41 years. But in four minutes, I gave myself peace because I chose to give myself peace. Because what he helped me unlock is that it was all up to me to choose to see peace. And I could see peace in always thinking about something, but I could also choose to see peace in everything. And since that moment, the anvil has been lifted and I have literally been floating on clouds for a month because who I am and the story I choose to tell myself is that I am at peace with everything. And that's real beauty. Amen. (laughs) I'm going to carry on the conversation with Rob in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about my Power Up program. An hour and a half with me and accountability later. It's by no means ever going to fix everything. But what it will do is it will allow us to find one area that's a key priority for you to implement straight away into your business and allow you to just see the other areas that you need work on. It's a great stepping stone into the 12-week building block program. Just book a chin wag. Let's have a natter and let's see how I can help you. Rob, I think I could talk to you for another few few hours, even potentially say, let's go on holiday and <laughs> and talk intentionally about the things that, that come up all the time. And but I am conscious of time and, and listeners and attention. So I ask every guest this same question to prepare in readiness for this part of the show. And that is to please share the one conversation that you remember having that created a turning point. So I've shared several turning point conversations. One, how I created peace with myself. And actually, I will give you the best example of them all because it is the conversation with myself. So at the beginning, we talked about how I ran a marathon and at mile 25 and a half, I passed out. I almost died on the course. So I had a near death experience. So let me dive into that conversation with myself because imagine this, I'm going to take you to the place. I'm about to have one of the best achievements of my entire life. The next thing I know, I open my eyes and I'm staring at a medical tent, completely packed head to toe in ice. My clothes are cut off. There's people all around me. Boom. Boom snap into scene. 
So you're like, oh my goodness, what in the world is going on right now? All I know is it's not good. As in like, you're going to maybe die not good. So now I had to quickly snap into as much focus or intention as you can and try and figure out how to not die. And the only thing that I have is my mind. Because remember, I, I'm literally like in a tomb, like in a carsophagus, just looking up. All I have is my eyes. So I had to own the conversation with myself because I said, if my eyes go to black, I'm dead. It's just, that's the reality. So how do you not die? That becomes my new question, the conversation with myself. Rob, how do you not die? So I'm like, number one, be an active listener, like the, the most active you've ever been. So if someone tells you to do something, even though I can only look up, you're doing it. I'm also listening for keywords, anything that's positive, good, or just something that's not dead. So I'm like, good or positive. So boom, I'm listening to that. And the next thing I'm like, all right, if I am speaking, I'm not dead. So let's just try and talk. Literally, that's all I'm just trying to do. This is the conversation with myself. So me being from Pittsburgh, I'm like, and it's a Sunday. I'm like, all right, what can I think of? So I'm like, the Steelers are playing the Raiders that day in football. So I said to myself, and this is such a sports fan thing. I was like, I'm a Steelers fan. The Steelers are playing the Raiders. And I said this over and over and over and over again, because it's the first thing that I could attach myself to. I'm a Steelers fan. The Steelers are playing the Raiders over and over again. So then I'm speaking so that I'm not thinking about dying or anything else. And then eventually that transferred to, I'm a fighter. I'm going to live. So somehow in the conversation with myself, I turned it to where I started to inspire myself. I'm a fighter. I'm going to live. And I credit the work I'd done up until that point. I was about this life, not as much as I am right now, but I was about this life. So it really saved my life, which is why I'm so passionate about this. And that simple thing that I did of owning the conversation, I was never scared. I was never fearful. I never panicked. I went through my process. What can I do? How can I stay alive? What is the conversation with myself that I can do from an action standpoint? And that conversation is the best conversation I've ever had in my life. And it saved my life. Them sounds so full words for me. I'm not done yet. Amen. There's so much to do and get done, isn't there? It's, uh, yeah, critical. Absolutely critical. Rob, thank you so much for sharing that moment with us. I'm always blown away with how things that happen through us in experience seriously impacts on what we go on to do and share in our lives and influence other people with. So I really am very grateful for you for that. We've got some resources that we're going to stick on the website for you and the morning routine is there. If people want to carry on the conversation with you, what is the best thing for them to do? Well, I would love to hear from you. I'm someone who, crazy thing, if you hit me up, I respond back to you. So on Instagram or LinkedIn at Rob Cressy, you can also go to robcressy.com backslash morning to get the morning routine, or I'll even give you my email address, rob at robcressy.com. I want to give you as many ways as possible for you to say, did something that I say inspire you? Are you curious to dig deeper on something? 
Uh, one of the declarations that I speak every single day is, I am a champion for everyone. And I close my eyes and literally as I'm walking down the street, I just think about how every single person in the world I'm a champion for. So you listening or watching right now, I am a champion for you. So please hit me up. I would love to support you in anything that you would love to create. Oh, that's absolutely perfect. And dynamite. So there you have it. You can design your life your way. This is not about saying you've got to get up at five o'clock in the morning and do an hour in the gym. This is not about saying that the only way to win is to read one book a week. This is your life, your way. You design it, you choose, you give yourself permission to have that conversation with yourself and you'll see the change. Both Rob and I do this on a daily basis and I can't tell you the difference that it has made to me personally so I really want to hear from you how has it helped you next time we're making conversations about business co-piloting count David Holland. I've never found people are broken. They may want some help and support and ideas and a sounding board and you know somebody just to be on the journey with them. Mm-hmm.